Hello, and welcome to the Kaisar Non Supra Grammaticos podcast. podcast of Kaisar Non Supra Grammaticos. In this podcast, I will express some of my views on philosophical problems, as well as occasional discussions of literature, current events, etc. I will also share my readings of some of my creative pieces, which themselves are often philosophical. Today, I will express some of my basic views on the philosophical topic of metaphysics. So, the beginning of philosophy lies in faith. It is ultimately incomprehensible to make any philosophical statement without it resting on some assumed premise. One might think that the first assumption lies in assuming things exist. However, this already assumes some basic premises, namely that things have the ability to exist that existing, they in fact remain existing, etc. Thus, we must set forth some basic premises upon which even these statements must depend. The primary premises are, to be sure of a logical result, the following. The first, A equals A, the law of identity. This seems substantially self-apparent. But it has one important conclusion. Truth values must be completely stable. Which is to say, if statement A is in fact true, then it can in no way be false. That is to say, A cannot equal not A. The second premise. A either has property P or does not have property P. This indicates that things may possess properties, but may not have contradicting properties. Thus the phrase, this ball is completely white, and this ball is completely black, are mutually exclusive. And then, point C, either object A exists, or it does not exist. These assumptions seem reasonable, but then the question becomes, What causes these things to remain true? The answer to this lies in a concept that will here be called gratio, or the internal logic to the universe. The existence of the ratio is inherent to any sensible metaphysics. One may not assume that the universe follows the assumptions listed above without accepting the ratio as also existing. Thus, the only prime assumption is of the existence of the ratio, 
from which the previous premises follow. A statement is false if it directly contradicts the ratio. A statement is true if it is in accordance with the ratio. Thus, something cannot be both in accordance with and in contradiction to the ratio. This ratio is of prime importance, as this element is that which binds things to logic. The above rules are ultimately meaningless if they do not describe reality. The question is, what keeps them describing reality? For a reality could be imagined in which logic does not work, in which logic does not function as it does here, so one may have a simultaneously white and black pen. Thus, if logic is to proceed, the ratio must be assumed to exist. Thus, we have the four axioms, Aristotle's three laws of logic, and the fourth axiom, the existence of the ratio. This ratio must be internally consistent, that is to say, it must exhibit the trait of not being self-contradictory. It can thus be inferred that truth is absolute, given that the ratio must be internally consistent. Secondly, concerning existence. So, given our four axioms, what comes next? To doubt everything else, including one's own existence. So, how does one prove to oneself that one exists? Descartes' proof, I think, therefore I am, suffices. This leads to the interesting problem of how we know we think. This step is achieved by observation. I observe myself, therefore I am, is thus a logical corollary to the above statement. But how does one know that one is observed, except by observing? Thus an infinite chain of observations and meta-observations must exist in order for this most simple of assumptions to be reached. Thus, as an infinite chain of observations is impossible, there must be some omnipotent prime observer that keeps the universe existing. It is substantially unlikely that oneself is the only thing observed by this prime observer. Hence, solipsism in all of its forms remains improbable. The power of the ratio is, by this argument, directly dependent on the power of the prime observer. For if all things were not to be observed at all times, then the constancy of logic would be lost, for something would have the necessity of both being and not being at the same time. There is an interesting thought experiment in modern quantum mechanics, known as Schrodinger's cat. In this thought experiment, a cat is placed in a room that is set to have a poison released into it if a certain quantum mechanical occurrence were to happen. It is one of the interesting conclusions of modern quantum mechanics that observation determines the reality. Thus, in the case of the cat, the death of the animal is undeterminable without observation. The common solution to this is to posit that the cat is both dead and alive. 
However, to maintain the consistency of logic, a prime observer is needed. Thus, the cat is always observed. Thus, Schrodinger's cat is either alive or dead, not both alive and dead. Thus, by the introduction of the prime observer, the conclusion that reality exists also follows from the fact that we observe it, for observation by us, even if unobserved by the prime observer, would lead to existence as we ourselves are observed by the prime observer. It must be made clear that the prime observer, in order to be the prime observer, must not be observed, but must observe. To describe it in the words of Emerson, a transparent eyeball. Motion provides a similar problem to that of observation. Things move once they have been moved. The mover here must in fact have been moved. An infinite chain of such things is necessarily impossible. Thus, a prime mover must exist, a being that moves but is itself unmoved. The existence of this prime mover is the logical continuation of the existence of the ratio, the power of which is preserved by the prime observer. However, what causes the prime observer to exist? If it is itself caused, then something must therefore be observing the cause, thereby forcing this prime observer to be caused by something observed by something that is therefore a more prime observer than the original. Hence, a prime observer must be self-existent, must therefore be the prime essence, thus the prime essence, that which is without being caused, is the source of the power of the ratio, which ensures the power of the prime mover. But also in the case of the prime mover, who cannot be moved, and therefore is causeless. Thus the prime mover is also the prime essence. Thus we have two beings who are interdependent upon one another, the prime essence and the ratio. The ratio ensures that nature is in a certain fashion, while the prime essence moves it and gives it existence. Thus a person's existence relies upon the fact that the ratio operates within the person, for if it did not, then one could both be and not be, and thereby reducing the power of the prime essence, producing non-existence. It is here that I will end this brief discussion of metaphysics. Uh, next podcast, I intend to be reading a story in which I examine a case in which the prime essence is absent and therefore a being both simultaneously exists and does not exist. And so, until next time, farewell.